Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast, Empowering Female Leaders, for women who want to thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Cece Castelli, who joins us from Miami, and she is the author of Mindset Unlocked. And Cece was a dishwasher at Harvard University when she first came to the United States as a first-generation immigrant. She put herself through school and changed careers while balancing being a single mom. Cece is currently a technology executive in the travel and hospitality industry, a real estate investor, and a transformational life and career coach. As a coach, she helps clients improve job performance, increase compensation, and achieve balance and personal happiness. Cece, do you want to say a few words about yourself? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be on your show, so thank you. And yes, you pretty much summarized my history. Yes, I started quite low. I started as a dishwasher when I first came as an immigrant. And nowadays, I enjoy a phenomenal position that I have as an executive. I've worked in IT, and now I work in a digital team in technology, one of the top companies in the travel hospitality industry. So it's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah, thank you, Cece, for joining. I think you can give a lot of insights to our audience who is obviously interested in how they can develop their career because you made this huge step from really starting at the bottom and moving up the whole career ladder. And you say in your book that we need to start doing what other people can't, won't or don't do. What do you mean exactly by that? Well, what I meant in my book with that is that you really need to find what sets you apart from other people. What is your real competitive advantage that allows you to be different, for you to be successful? Instead of doing what everybody's doing, look into what value you bring to the table. And in my case, I looked at what are things that others can do, won't do, or just simply don't do for me to be able to be successful. Is that a good starting point for everyone? Because I can imagine that when you hear that, it's like, wow, this is really vast. <laughs> There are so many things that I can potentially find, but where do I start? There's so many possibilities. Can you give us a tip here? Yeah, I would say start by looking at what you like to do. What's your passion? Are you in a position where you do something that you wake up every day looking forward to go to work? Or are you in a position where you're tired and you're dragging to go to work every day? So the best thing is, look, even if it is a position that you're not sure, there has to be areas in your positions where perhaps you're more creative, or perhaps inspire you to do better than others. So look at your strength and look at what excites you about your job. And from there, take a look at, okay, if I do this really well, 
what are things that I can do different? And what are things that even though I have peers and I have a great team, what are things that perhaps others can do, but I can, or others won't do because they just don't take risk or they just simply just don't do that you can come and maybe talk to your boss or start doing to make your life and your job more passionate and influence what it is that you are trying to do so that you are happier doing your job. So you mean you start with a true in-depth analysis of your activities, basically? Absolutely. Yes. Do some reflection. You know, where are you at and look at yourself. Some people might be unemployed, so it's a different role than someone that is already in a position, right? Somebody might be looking to get promoted on a position. Somebody might be looking to change a career. So not everybody is on the same place, but you can take the process similarly. Look at where you're at and whether you're happy or not. What's your passion? What are you doing that you like? And what are things that you would love to change? Would you say that passion is one of these critical success factors? Absolutely. Yes. You got to like what you do. You know, it's like when you wake up every day and you're passionate about what you do, it's, it's like you love it and you don't have to force yourself thinking like, oh, I got to go work. So you got to really find what you're passionate about and like it, love it, make it even more passionate. <laughs> yes, and use all the energy that we have. And then I guess it ties in very nicely with authenticity as well, because you then really stand behind your ideas. You stand up for yourself. Absolutely. That way you're congruent with what you're doing. So you feel that you have integrity with your values, that this is really your call, that you're there to help and serve someone, even though you might be an entrepreneur and you're in business for yourself. When it is something that you're happy and passionate about, it just makes such a big difference than when you are trying to do something that you don't really enjoy and that you're forcing yourself to like it or to be uh, disciplined about carrying on with your activities. What are you recommending to people who now say, yeah, that's all very nice, but I can't find anything passionate in my work if they work for a corporate organization, for example? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question because a lot of my coaching clients, they come to me and they say the same thing especially like if they've been already a couple of years in the same positions and they feel like stuck, you can draw a circle in a piece of paper, right? And draw a smaller circle, three circles, a core circle, a middle circle, and a large circle. And start putting what you love to do in the core circle, what you are okay to do in the middle circle, and things that you really dislike doing in your outer circle. Things that you do every day. When you go to work, what are things that you do that you love? Write them in that circle. And at the end of the day, look at those, uh, all of those activities and come up with 
how can I make my job be more like the inner circle? Sometimes my clients figure out that that's really the areas where they bring value to the company. And the outer circle are really areas where it's just busy work, but it's not really smart work. So that allows them to have a sit-down conversation with their leader and say, hey, you know what? These are the things that I really enjoy doing. How can I do more of these? And not only asking the leader to come up with them for them, but for them to figure out, okay, if these are the things that I really like, how can I be an influencer and influence and persuade those around me for me to do more of these? They bring value. They're probably, I don't know, higher sales per se, or more of the creative activities of a company, depending on the type of company, right? And before you know it, those are the things that really make a difference. So that is a way to look into, okay, if these are the things I like, how can I make my position even more influential to do the things that I really love? And that opens up an entire door of opportunities. Either you look for a new job that has more of those, or you have the conversation in the position that you're in, in order to do more of those things that you love, or actually, if you are empowered and have the independence and the autonomy to change the things that you do in your job, especially if you're a leader or an executive, do more of those and you can implement them. And before you know it, your life is transformed because you love now what you're doing. I think this has a lot to do with priority setting as well and with time management, doesn't it? Sometimes we need to prioritize what it is that it's important for us. What is really not urgent, but important. Things that really make a difference. I know that not many people apply this logic. We are all drowning every day in our urgent and important tasks. And we have that feeling that everything is urgent and important. And at the end, we are just running in this hamster wheel, completely forgetting about, about the fact that the truly important things are probably those that bring us closer to having more passion in our job. And I think there's a switch to do. How do you explain that to your clients? Yeah. So this is the Heisenhower matrix where you can figure out how to prioritize what you do on what's important and urgent, what is important but not urgent, what are the things that are urgent but they're not important, uh, or things that are not urgent and not important. So you have four categories. And the way I explain it, especially with a lot of the entrepreneurs, they get a lot of phone calls, right? Your phone rings, your email is going every morning when you get up, and you start reacting because you have a client calling you, which is urgent, something urgent for your client. But that doesn't mean that that's the most important thing for you or for your business. The most important things for me every morning is to plan my day. I need to plan my day before I start taking 
urgent calls from anyone because when you start taking urgent calls, yeah, you might please a client just because they got a hold of you, not because you're solving their problem at that time. So they feel like, oh, okay, they took care of me. But really, perhaps you didn't even have the time afterwards to sit down and do what that client really needed to do because you couldn't even plan it for the day. So it's really key to think through what are the things that are really moving my needle forward today in my business, in my day, in my mindset, in my health that are going to really help me and improve in my business and in my career, in my life that are important that I should focus on and block them in my calendar for the day. And that has something to do as well with saying no, being bold, being very clear around what you do throughout the day. Coming back, if I look at this whole picture, find out what you're passionate about. Yeah. And then shifting your priorities, doing the important things for you and not the important and urgent things for other people. It sounds like sometimes that's not that easy and that maybe you run into taking risks here and there because you start doing things differently and not the way as people were used that you do it in a certain way. What does that mean in, in the daily job, in the daily life to shift to this kind of thinking and organization? You just don't take a risk just for the sake of it. You need to make sure that you have a perspective on what you're taking on or you have a perspective on what you're saying not to. So what do you do? You take a look at analyzing what are the risks. And risk can be adaptive because risk can be one thing in the morning, but they might mean something different tomorrow or in the evening. So I assess the risk by taking a look and say, okay, what value is this going to bring me? What could happen if I say no for something that I'm being asked to do? Is it something that I'm going to lose a client or... Is the risk that I'm not going to make it to market in time. You do your risk assessment. You also take a look at how can you mitigate a risk? So do a clear evaluation and say, okay, is there a probability that this risk is really going to materialize and become a real issue for me? Or what are the contingency plans? If you're, for example, trying to come up with, do I leave my current job and do I change careers? What are the risks that come with that? Am I going to be happier? It's not always greener on the other side, right? As a lot of people say. So what are the risks of me leaving this position that I have and going to a new one? Am I going to feel that I'm fulfilled? Am I going to make more money? Sometimes you can take the risk of doing a lateral move where you have the same position, but you have a path for a career growth. So you take the risk that even though it is on the same level, guess what? You are going to be able to grow because you have that opportunity that risk that there is a career path or that they promote people faster 
or that you have a higher salary. So those are the type of things that I think about when I take the risk. And, you know, it's not that you live on a constant analysis, but you do need to think through what it is that you're doing and what is holding you back. And it's like, okay, if this is holding you back, what are the things that I could do and what risk management skills do I have or that I can learn in order for me to be a little bit more bold and take some risk and some processes that eventually might change the outcome of what I want to achieve. Some people are just more risk averse than others, yeah, it's clear, uh, because every type of growth or evolution means that we have to step out of our comfort zone. And that always feels like taking a risk to some people more than to others. So if you want to grow your career, you, you need to make these steps at some point. You need to make steps into the unknown. And you mentioned something interesting. You said risk management skills. Can you describe what you understand under a risk management skill? Yeah, I think it's like anything. Practice make perfect. So when you start thinking through, okay, if I do change career, let's say I go and I take a new position and I change, you're definitely going to be impacted by the results of your actions. So that's the first time, let's say, that you take this risk. But let's say you're so positive. You know, guess what? You're going to be taking more risk because you already did one thing. And before you know it, it wasn't as hard. It wasn't that bad. So you develop skills. Okay, what are the things that are going to be impacted by me taking this action? Do I have everything to lose or do I really don't have much to lose? And before you know it, you feel more skillful because you have practiced taking risk. We're even starting a new diet. Okay, I want to eat paleo. I want to eat keto. You're taking the risk that it might work for you or it might not, but you're just not thinking about it too much. So it's the same thing. You know, think about what is it that you really have to lose. And when you actually start thinking that we're here, we're temporary here, and I don't really have much to lose, you'll feel less averse. And you'll feel like, oh, I don't really have much to lose. What can really happen? Why don't I just take that move? Or why don't I just take that new job? Or why don't I start that new relationship? And before you know it, you're just changing the way that your mindset is set. And you just unlock your mindset to do new things and different things that are going to bring you a different way of living. Would you say that the different tools and, and skills and tips that you shared over the past 20 minutes help to, over time, become a different kind of leader with a different mindset? Absolutely, yes. So one of the things that I have learned throughout the years is to build powerful, loyal, high-performance teams. My own leaders, they question, oh my God, what is it that Sissy does? Look, at her teams are like an oiled machine. What it is is that those are things that I have done that have helped me have a better relationship and trust 
with the people that I've worked. And I wasn't always the same way since I was very young. I've had leadership positions, but I was not always the best leader. So throughout the years, I have learned, I have improved, and I do thank everybody who I've worked with that have given me the opportunity to be their leader and to learn from them. So absolutely, by taking risks, by embracing change, by making your culture in your team an opportunity for each one of your team members to also take risks as part of work, that creates such a safe environment and an environment that is so productive that you have people that you work with that they just feel like family and that you want to take with you everywhere you go and they want you to be with them everywhere they go. So it's just uh, a great things that I have learned throughout my leadership career. And I guess this ties nicely in with your passion circle, which you mentioned early in the beginning of this talk, because logically, when you have an engaged team, it's much more pleasure to work in general, and probably much more elements will land in your core circle of, of your passion analysis. Absolutely. You also wake up every day knowing that you have someone waiting for you in the office that you look forward to, to connect and have the relationship that you are seeked for and that you're looked after and that you're really making a difference in somebody's life, which ultimately is just a, an amazing way to feel as a leader. Thank you very much, Cece. Where can we get your book, Mindset Unlocked, where we learn more, how we can start doing what other people won't, don't or can't do? Yes, you can actually go to mindsetunlock.com or you can go to Amazon or anywhere, even in Europe, anywhere where you will go buy a book, you feel free to search in there and you'll find that it's being sold there. Thank you, Cece. That is wonderful. And we also offer to all of our listeners our Top 10 Achievers Lessons Guide, which is an ebook which you can download for free. And we'll put all of these links in the show notes so that you can get whatever you want to boost your career, to maximize your potential, and to reach this competitive advantage that Cece was speaking about in her talk. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I am excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.